All right, everyone. Hello and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve. This is KBLA Talk 1580. And I'm just always um, just feeling surreal when I think about the fact that I grew up listening to 1580 K-Day. And here we are today uh, at KBLA Talk 1580 right here in the neighborhood that I was born and raised in. Just super excited about being here. And again, very grateful uh, forever, of course, to the Most High and to Mr. Tavis Smiley for all that he does. Just listening to him on the radio uh, yesterday it was and just listening to some of the challenges that he's had throughout his career and how he got to where he got. I mean, you would never, ever think that, um, you know, he had a few setbacks because he does what he does so eloquently. And again, really just appreciating him for the opportunity on this station. With that being said, the name of my segment today is Ahead of the Crypto Curve. This is our daily dose of cryptocurrency. I am a part of the midday money chain. We have the wonderful Lynn Richardson before me. So if you did not listen in, please do so tomorrow. She is talking about old money. She's talking about how to create and change your mindset as it relates to all the different money things that go on in the old world. So we're talking about the 401ks, annuities, um, insurances, and all of those things. And we definitely uh, love and appreciate all the things that she's sharing with our community. And then I follow up with the ahead of the crypto curve, which is talking about the new money. Um, and so this is just a great opportunity in history uh, to have a midday money section. So, you know, I'm glad to be a part of that and hoping that you are sharing this KBLA app with all of your friends and family. Uh, there's just so many things. I listened to Dr. Jasana Johnson yesterday uh, and she was just had some incredible information. Ladies and gentlemen, we literally have got to hone our whole black community into this station because there's so many elements that and things that are happening in our lives that some of them they can't be solved all the way but we have some antidote we have some help here on the kbla station so don't just think you're coming to get cryptocurrency news you're coming to get life skills uh throughout the kbla uh day you're also getting relationship information throughout the day you're you're learning about you know what's new and happening in our community there's even a young lady that breaks down and, and a gentleman that break down lyrics of songs and i listened into that a couple of times and who knew that a lot of these songs uh have so many deep meanings and i like it's just incredible and it really just helps you reframe uh who you are as a person and, and kind of where you need to be going so i will submit to each and every one of you that if you haven't already done so ask a friend and family member to download the kbla app we definitely need you and thank you for allowing me to take just a few minutes to talk about that so with that being said ladies and gentlemen again this is ahead of the crypto curve where we are creating satoshi millionaires one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time, and that means you. And I'm your host, Naja Roberts, a.k.a. Young Harriet, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. In observance of Women's Her Story Month, I have been reading some quotes, and I have a new quote today, and the well, it's actually a quick poem and it is by Nikita Gill, but I guess it can be summarized as a quote. It says, some days 
I am more wolf than woman. I'm still learning how to stop apologizing for my wild. And I am learning how to stop apologizing for my wild because I am definitely wolf more times than I am woman, especially in this cryptocurrency space, because there is so much going on that we have to stand up and defend ourselves. Uh, and we shouldn't have to defend ourselves. You know, uh, one of my very close friends, Black Regal, sent me this shirt and the shirt says, stop arguing with folks that Harriet Tubman would have shot. So I'm going to stop arguing with folks. But what I am going to do is make sure that I bring information to you. And as we talk about uh, cryptocurrency, sometimes you hear me say we're going to talk about cryptocurrency and how it affects your life and your life in general. And today we're going to have a talk about how it affects your life in general. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how the banks affect us. But we're also going to talk about why it is so imperatively uh, it, it is so imperative that you find a group of like minded folks in the cryptocurrency space in your community that you can start to commune with. So um, we're just we're going to start with that, ladies and gentlemen. And as you all know, I usually really pay homage or um really recognize a woman in the cryptocurrency space because we are in women's history month. We only have a few more days left. It looks like two days. Um, we only have a couple of days left, but as I was scrolling today to find that woman, I found on coin telegraph. And for all of you that are good writers, write to coin telegraph and, and say really to them because I found an article that said 50 influential Women in the cryptocurrency, blockchain and NFT space that are really making a difference. And when I looked at that list from Cointelegraph, I did not see one African-American out of 50 people that are there. Now, my husband went back and told me I was so furious that I, I missed one. So he said that Tanya Evans is on there. So I have to backtrack and say that there is one out of 50. But there are so many of us that are creating. And I'm not talking about just me being on there. How about a Clev Mesador or a Tavanya Evans? Like, give us some sort of credit for doing something in this space and that is exactly why we are marching on Capitol Hill on Monday we will be in DC this coming Monday from 11 to 6 marching on Capitol Hill to say we are here we are black we are in this space stop overlooking us um and so um for women's her story month just know that there are black women in this space that are really doing great things uh and coin telegraph put that 50 of the most influential women out there uh and some of them I've never even heard of but you know they had to figure out how to get 50 well 49 of them uh on this platform that they're showcasing for women's history month so with that being said ladies when we ladies and gentlemen when we come forward uh we are going to talk about the banks and the cryptocurrency system this is kbla talk 1580 in a moment, in a moment. more with Najee roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on kbla talk 1580 you're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. All right. And here we are. And we're going to do just a little bit of talking about banks uh, and the cryptocurrency space. And when we have this conversation, again, anyone is able to call in, share any information that you may have. 
about uh, your bank, particularly, or any other situation that you're having with your bank, if you've had an account shut down or anything like that and want to share that information, please feel free to give us a call and I'll give that number out. It is 800-920-1580. Again, that number is 800-920-1580. So let me kind of give you a little bit of the backdrop about what I am going to uh, talk about as it relates to the banks, because a lot of people are curious about which banks are crypto friendly and which ones are not. And I am of the mindset that even though banks are talking about Bitcoin and talking about allowing you to keep your Bitcoin at the bank, a lot of the banks are announcing that they're cryptocurrency friendly. Most are not. I know when I left here last week, uh, after one of the articles that came out about Chase, I told you all that I would keep you posted as to what Chase is going to do about opening a bank account for me. So for those of you that don't know, I have two cryptocurrency companies that are actually incorporated that bear the name crypto. Now, from the very beginning of me opening these companies, one being crypto blockchain plug, like you plug something in the wall. And the other one being Crypto Kids Camp. From the day we opened our businesses, our got our incorporation, got our EIN, and went to go and open a bank account, the answer was no. You cannot open an account with us because you are dealing with or have the word cryptocurrency in your title. Now, I'm talking about 2018, the end of 2018, all of 2019 and what I did instead of tucking my tail and trying to um, change the name and just say, you know what, we're not going to do this because we're I've, I decided to challenge them, which is why that quote was so good, because I've been a wolf at this. I've been challenging everyone who has said no to cryptocurrency as far as the bank accounts. So uh, what I went and did, though, however, during the pandemic is I just abbreviated CBP so that we could go and do the type of banking things that we needed to do because I have employees that I need to pay, whether or not the banks are deciding that they want to do business with us. I mean, they they treat us and I'm not talking about us, meaning me, the cryptocurrency space. They have been adverse to any of us. Um, having any bank accounts with them. So what I did was I had to get a little bit creative. So I had to spin up a whole entirely different corporation. It's, it's legal. It's, it's registered. It's all the things that it needs to be, but I had to change it and make it the acronyms. But when somebody goes to wire funds to me, or if somebody walks in the bank and says, I need $11,000, let's just say $11,000. And they say, well, what do you need your $11,000 for? Well, I'm going over to Crypto Blockchain Plug over here in Inglewood, and I want to buy myself some Bitcoin. They will say absolutely not, because you cannot, uh, you, that, that's, 
that's something that you cannot do and tell the bank. Uh, but what they will do is they'll give you your money, whatever time frame that they say that they're going to give it to you. Maybe they may say something like, we don't have it right now. You can order it. You can come back at four o'clock. We can make sure that we have 11000 in cash, uh, which again, you put your money in the bank. You expect to be able to do with it what you want. But that is not the case. And we have had, I will say we've had at least 40 people since we've been in business whose accounts have gotten closed because they told their banks that they were dealing, buying Bitcoin or something of that sort. That's why I said be very careful. If somebody is sending a wire to us and in the memo they put for cryptocurrency or for Bitcoin or for anything that has to do with cryptocurrency, that wire will not be sent to us and that account then gets shut down. Now, why am I sharing this with you? Because you need to know that in this space, although it's not illegal, although your president has made an executive order to go ahead uh, for different uh, different entities within the United States government to go in and put together laws and regulations, it's not illegal. But why are the banks fighting us so much? It is because we are interrupting, disrupting that which they have been able to take full advantage of for the past forever. They have been able to take advantage of it and they do not have any, uh, they don't get any advantage out of you holding your own Bitcoin or your own cryptocurrency because they don't get any, they, they can't charge fees. They can't charge non-sufficient funds. They can't, it's just a whole lot of things that they cannot do. And so we need to be clear on why it is the bank is withholding uh, or not allowing people to have cryptocurrency um transactions but those of us that have companies we can't even use the regular traditional bank so every time one of those banks has found out since the middle of 2020 uh, i'm going to say august of 2020 anytime that they found out that i have a cryptocurrency company they have closed my account and i can name tons of banks who have closed my account but we're on the last bank that just did it this week uh and that's the that is the pnc bank um and i'm going to talk about it because i had a 45 minute conversation with them on friday and not only did they tell me i could not sell cryptocurrency because then i started asking just more major questions like how could this be if you all are talking about custody and cryptocurrency and there's nothing illegal about it we have a, a license all the things that we need to be able to function we have them but you're not allowing us to to feed our employees basically because we can't pay payroll if we don't have a bank account we could obviously pay them in bitcoin but let's keep it real we're at the stage right now where folks need their fiat because they got to pay rent or they got little children they got to pay daycare the daycare is not accepting bitcoin yet the landlord is not accepting daycare uh bitcoin yet in some cases so people really still do need to do, utilize banks even though i say unbank yourself eventually we will be able to unbank yourself but i'm explaining to them we have employees that are regular people too you know, nobody's doing anything nefarious. We're not doing anything illegal. So why can't we have an account? And at the end of the conversation, I just said, well, what if I open a company where all I'm doing is teaching cryptocurrency? She said, based on the bank, what the bank is deeming permissible, you cannot even teach 
cryptocurrency and have an account with us. So that being said, I knew that we were on our way for a shutdown. So we went to the bank yesterday um, to talk about what it looks like for the funds that were in the account. And what that looks like, ladies and gentlemen, is a 7 to 15 day uh, period before they even send the money that's in the closed account. And that's not 7 to 10 days. That's 7 to, I'm mean, excuse me, that's not 7 to 15 days. It's 7 to 15 working days, which means they cut out Friday and Saturday and Sunday and some at some banks. But not only uh, does that disrupt a business. And, and again, all of this is to deter folks like me that are in this space, really trying to do some things. It, it is it's meant to deter us because let me tell you how that affects us. So now we can't pay our payroll. We can't pay any bills or anything that we had intentions of paying because they're now holding this money for seven to 15 working days before they give it back to us. And when they finally give it back to us, then we've got to open up another account with the check that they've given us. And we've got to wait for that account to clear. So within that period of time, God forbid, there was a light bill that was due, uh, a, um, an Internet bill or anything that we needed to do, pay a vendor that was due in that period of time. They have now stifled our ability to actually be able to function which is what the purpose is of them closing accounts and doing what they do in this space right now and again I tell you that our biggest our the biggest threat to banks is what we're doing in this cryptocurrency space and if you do not believe me go to the bank and tell them you're about to buy some bitcoin and see what happens so that being said um we're just really trying to educate our community as to why it is so important that we control our own money. And Bitcoin gives us that. There are several uh, things that you need to do to make that a reality. But yes, Bitcoin is part of self-sovereignty. It is part of keeping um, keeping control of your funds because no longer do you have to go to banks. But again, I'm not the person sitting here saying that you don't need a bank because you do to pay your mortgage or your car note. Uh, and I wouldn't, I would not suggest at this time that if the bank says you can pay your mortgage with crypto, that you do that because we want you to realize what Bitcoin is going to actually do. So I would say, don't even look at that. I say, look at it in the respect of understanding that mass adoption is coming and that you're in the right place because people are talking talking about it but as it relates to actually giving it to someone don't do that uh, at this point and well I shouldn't say don't do that because I'm not providing financial advice I'm not a financial advisor anymore on purpose but I am rather telling you what I would do not what you have to do uh, but do know um, when I was shopping for banks to open my bank account the only two banks that are cryptocurrency friendly, and I mean truly, truly, truly friendly in this United States, there's actually three. Uh, one of them is called Signature Bank. They're out of New York, and um, they want you to be a resident of the state of New York. So that puts me out because I'm in California. And then there's another bank called Silvergate Bank. Silvergate is very cryptocurrency friendly. In fact, most of the exchanges that do what I do have bank accounts at Silvergate. But the problem that I faced when I went to Silvergate to open a business account for my business that has employees was they needed me to have 
a million dollars a day minimum. How in the world can I run a business, a small business, pay employees, pay my vendors, do all the things that I need to do, and they hold a million dollars a day in a bank account like it was unheard of absolutely no way so what i decided to do was say okay maybe they don't want to do the cryptocurrency exchange side with the million dollars but surely because i have a crypto kids camp they will grace us with an account at least so we could do stuff for the children in the, in the neighborhood right they wouldn't even allow us to have a crypto kids camp account without having a million dollars in the bank. So we've had to jump through some hoops, ladies and gentlemen, to even have a basic bank account to be able to maintain a business, but also just do the general banking things that anyone that has a business would actually do. So um, once we get funds back that are being held, we'll look at the next bank, which Prayerfully, we'll be we'll see what Chase is doing by now, by now, by then. But folks have been asking me which banks. Oh, and there was one more bank that was Vast Bank. Vast Bank is located in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And in order to get a cryptocurrency account with Vast Bank, you need to be a Tulsa, Oklahoma resident. So they just pushed it uh, that way. Uh, and I don't know if that's just because they want to be safe or they just wanted to dip their toe in the water and they didn't really want to deal with the cryptocurrency space, but um, but rather just wanted to say that they were. But anyway, those are the banks that I found. So I really Googled before I came on today because I always like to to see uh, and give you all some tidbits of where you can go to. And I was super surprised to find out that there were banks listed here in America that say that they are cryptocurrency friendly, which means you can actually walk in and open up a bank account. But I will tell you that some of the people on this list have closed my account. So I'm not quite sure how this works. And so while we're uh, looking for banks and you may not be looking for a bank right now, you may just I'm just giving you this information so you don't go in your bank really happy talking to your teller about all this that you're doing to save in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, because it may be the last day that your banking relationship exists uh, with that bank. But on this list, I saw. And this is really, really interesting, ladies and gentlemen, because number one, uh, they talk about Ally Bank. And that's an online platform um, where you can open up a bank account, et cetera, et cetera. Well, we know that in our community, we have a lot of people that are unbanked or underbanked. They can't get bank accounts for whatever reason. Uh, and Ally Bank was one of those banks initially that was uh, open to really hope helping the everyday person. Maybe they're on check systems or something like that. And it would give them a sort of account that had restrictions, but they were still able to do everything online with Ally. One of the problems that I saw with Ally and our community specifically when talking about uh, business to business lending, they weren't lending to our businesses. Uh, corporate financing, they were not doing corporate financing for our community. Uh, when it talked about auto homes and auto and home financing, they weren't doing much of that. Unfortunately, I found out that 
uh, with Ally, we were actually, our communities are in the red lines. We always hear about those red lines. So when we're looking for these different banks, we got to look at what their interest is and what their interest is not. And if we're talking about uh, them being helpful, um, they put together a helpful guide for crypto beginners. But what they did was they linked themselves with Coinbase. So if you're not using Coinbase specifically, you cannot have a cryptocurrency account with Ally. And Naja Roberts does not rock with Coinbase as a exchange. So I was not able to have Ally because the only company that they work with is Coinbase. And so when we're looking at these different platforms, those are the types of things that you need to know. And so with Coinbase, uh, they are nine times out of 10. I don't know this to be fact. So this is just me speculating. This is some of them, I guess I will be considered my crypto gossip. My crypto gossip has it that Ally is actually giving um, Coinbase is actually giving Ally a little bit of a kickback as it relates to the amount of their customers that come through and buy Bitcoin because they're able to give that additional charge that they're charging on the back end that you don't see to Ally, which doesn't cut out Ally. So then Ally is happy in this space. So when we come forward, I will be sharing with you a couple of these other banks that say that they're crypto friendly and just helping you know that I got shut down here too. But this is KBLA Talk 1580. Say the quiet part out loud. KBLA Talk 15. Looking for legitimate political discourse without the bear spray? Tune in and speak out. KBLA Talk 1580. All right, all right. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to um, talk to you about is the banks making sure that they still have their hand in the pot. And so when I look at the next bank that's on this list, and there's about 10 of them, and all of them have the same MO. So I'm just sharing with you the first two so that you understand that this is a real thing, that there's nothing illegal happening with this. They just don't want us to bank because they know that we're not going to use their platform. And through their platforms is where they're going to get their commission because they got to make up for the loss and fees. So the next one is that Bank of America. Now, I have had numerous accounts closed with Bank of America because they said that we're doing cryptocurrency. But they're now partnering with the platform that sells Bitcoin. And unless you're buying from that platform specifically, you cannot hold a bank account with Bank of America. So they'll allow you to make transfers they'll do all of these things but it only goes to that specific platform um, for you to buy your bitcoin um, and so we just got to really understand what this whole correlation between the banks and cryptocurrency is so that you understand how to better govern yourself moving forward because you know some of you that are listening to me today you would say you know i've been with bank of america or wells fargo or whatever 30 40 years and they absolutely thank you for your loyalty, because if you look at over the last 30 to 40 years, what they've extracted from your bank account, because just because they didn't take any money from your bank account does not mean they didn't take any money from you, because when they held your money, they did whatever they needed to do to bring in 18 percent interest 14% interest, 11% interest, because they took your money and they loaned it out to somebody. So they're thanking you for being their loyal customer. You may be able to go into that line for special people who have special um, privileges at the bank because they welcome you because you have
have and are holding a hundred thousand dollars that's sitting in their account that they're doing whatever they want to do with it and they're handing you nothing but pennies back and so when you start to understand how you can utilize your own money to get that type of interest, 15%, 20%, 200%. I'm going to say it like that because the monies that you have that may be sitting in a bank account uh, could be doing better elsewhere, but they don't want you to know that. But what they will give you access to is a platform that is going to give them a kickback. So that's what I'm seeing in this. And so we really want to, uh, you know, keep our eye on it. Just know that it, that it exists. We don't want you to be oblivious to your bank's plan. I'm telling you right now that is what it is uh the plan is that they're going to come in soon and they're going to tell you we can hold your bitcoin just like we held your money it's going to be safe and in fact um i know i said this last week if anyone is calling you telling you that the bitcoin that you're buying or the bitcoin platform that you're on through those banks is fdic insured they are not telling you the truth it is not FDIC insured. Uh, that's some of the things that they're working on, figuring out how they're going to roll that out or even if they're going to roll it out uh, because of so many things happening in the space. But please do not be deceived. That is not the truth at all. So uh, be very careful with that. Um, but what I will say to you, ladies and gentlemen, as this space evolves, as it changes, I believe that more banks are going to open up and be uh, willing to allow us not only to hold bank accounts and understand that we're holding or selling or trading or even teaching Bitcoin, which my bank said I couldn't even teach Bitcoin, which is really sad. Um, but, yeah, that's that's what happened. And, and um, that's what just happened actually yesterday. So just over the weekend and yesterday. So we want to make sure that our community is always safe and understanding. So I'm going to do a really quick uh, talk about something else that's happening, because when we talk about mass adoption, again, the majority of the world utilizing Bitcoin, which is what mass adoption we are working on. Um, you have to know some of the things that are happening in the news that are significant. And what I'm about to tell you is significant. And so I know that I'm going to have to slow down and do a little bit of explaining for those of you that do not know what a stable coin is. So as I stated, because a lot of times I just say Bitcoin, I, I hope that everybody is understanding that this there's this entire asset class called cryptocurrency. Under the cryptocurrency umbrella, there are 16,000 plus cryptocurrencies out there. There's Bitcoin, there's Monero, there is, um, there is, uh, I'm, I, 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 there's Tron, there's, there's tons of them, XRP, there's Dogecoin, there's Shiba Inu, there's just all these cryptocurrencies, but they are not all created equal. Some of them are used as money, uh, which would be our Bitcoin. Uh, some of them are used for just there are all kinds of things. There's a repo coin out there. There's a guap coin out there, recycling black dollars, all sorts of different things. But in one of those categories under cryptocurrency is a stable coin. A stable coin uh, is either one or two things. So we understand what a stable coin is. It is a coin. So let's call it. Uh, I'm going to call it diamond coin. I'm making this up, but I'm pretty sure there's a diamond coin. And this diamond coin is a, a, a coin that they're saying is a stable coin 
because they're saying that it is backed by the amount of diamonds in a safe. So we have this stable coin that you're going to invest your $10 in. And then we're going to say this $10 will always be good, readily available for you uh, because there are diamonds that are in this safe and they're backed by these diamonds. But you also hear people say that their cryptocurrency is backed by gold. So that would mean that gold has to be sitting somewhere in some safe or vault that if this cryptocurrency failed, they would take that gold and sell it and repay your money. They take those diamonds. Uh, if that diamond coin failed, sell the diamonds and repay you your money. That's what backed by means. But then there are coins that are tethered to. And tethered means they go in correlation with the thing, but it's not backed by it. So that means if they say that this coin is is tethered to the U.S. dollar, if the U.S. dollar is worth a dollar today, then the stable coin is worth a dollar today. If the dollar drops to 91 cent, which it very it does very often or even in the upper 80s, um, then that's what your coin is worth. So it's not worth the whole dollar. It's it's tethered to the dollar. So whatever the value of the dollar is, then your coin becomes uh, worth that exact amount. So that being said, ladies and gentlemen, there is a new article that came out that is talking about a stable coin where it is going to be backed by actual dollars. So when we come forward, I'm going to tell you how that is going to work and who actually predicted that something like this would happen in time as it relates to the cryptocurrency space. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, we are going to be talking about Duquan's. It's called USD, UST, excuse me, UST, and it is a stable coin. We're going to talk about how. Uh, someone predicted that this would happen a long time ago and who that person was when we come forward, ladies and gentlemen. And again, if you have anything to share or say, please call me at 1-800-920-1580. Again, that number is 800-920-1580. If you have any questions to ask me about uh, anything that I've shared about the banks, about what a stable coin is, maybe you're not really understanding that Bitcoin is in an asset class, whatever those questions are. Again, I welcome you. I appreciate you. Uh, and make sure you're having the person next to you. If you're listening at work in a cubicle to download the KBLA app, I would greatly appreciate you doing that for me today. Uh, with that being said, this is KBLA Talk 1580. Old money, old money, new money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. Now, let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. So just a little bit of history. As we know, uh, Bitcoin actually was brought to everyone's attention uh, 2009. Again, that's why we say Bitcoin is 13 years old. But the first transaction on the blockchain was received. The first Bitcoin ever Bitcoin transaction was received by a gentleman by the name of Hal Finney. 
H-A-L-F-I-N-N-E-Y. And one of my favorite listeners told me, you know what? You need to spell it out because we're new to this thing. Um, And so um, so I'm spelling out things so that everyone can do their due diligence. But how Finney predicted that Bitcoin is going to start being purchased to act as a reserve currency. And ladies and gentlemen, he said that back in 2014, he passed away of ALS. So we don't have Hal Finney with us anymore. But he said that Bitcoin was going to be a reserve currency and that the banks were going to start issuing out their own coins, but they were going to use Bitcoin as a reserve currency. So think about that. If people are saying I am buying this cryptocurrency because it's backed by the dollar, because there's some dollars sitting somewhere in an account that in the event that this cryptocurrency doesn't do anything, those dollars are going to be utilized to pay people back. Well, the script has finally flipped because there is a company called USDT, which is a stable coin that has just gotten the okay to buy 10 billion with the B in Bitcoin because Bitcoin is what the coin is actually going to be. Um, that's going to be what is stabilizing the coin and how Finney said that this was going to happen, that banks were going to start doing this because they could no longer depend on the dollar. And so if they're in this space and they're doing uh, what they're doing as far as building out their their infrastructure and their what we call coinonomics, this company decided um, to go ahead and buy $10 billion worth of Bitcoin. So that's going to be some Bitcoin that is not going to be available for us to buy. So they're stacking their Satoshis, buying to the tune of $10 billion. Why shouldn't you stack your Satoshis at at the tune of $10? If you don't have any Bitcoin, I'm suggesting you need to get off zero and at least get $10 worth because USD, UST, which is Duquan, that's the guy's name, that is actually uh, the COO or CFO, CEO, whatever he is, the founder of um, of this UST, is getting ready to purchase uh, $10 billion in BTC, Bitcoin. And that's the other thing. BTC is the short acronym for Bitcoin, BTC. And... UST stands for Terra USD. Um, that's what it stands for. And it stands for, again, Terra, T-E-R-R-A-U-S-D. Now, some people might say, well, I think I'm going to run out and buy some Terra USD because it's a stable coin. It's not going to fluctuate in value. But then you got to realize um, that if, If you're doing that because you think that you're going to get exposure to Bitcoin because they're going to put $10 billion reserve in Bitcoin, why not just get the Bitcoin worth instead of having exposure to it, have the actual asset. But I was sharing that with you because as this space begins to grow again, I keep telling each and every one of you, we are at the beginning of an opportunity to change our financial trajectory forever. 
Like this is money that we could never even imagine having uh, some someday very, very soon. So the reason I'm sharing this particular one is because those early adopters to Bitcoin, they built the technology. And I'm not saying how Finney built the technology, but I believe he was among the individuals that knew exactly the power of Bitcoin and what it could do. And he said that if you get involved with this asset called Bitcoin, it is going to be the thing in the future that the banks are using to hold, to back up the currency that they're actually sending out and allowing people to utilize. And this is the first step in his genius because it is absolutely happening and his legacy is genius. We all know a lot of things that Hal Finney said are coming true. Um, not that he's any type of Claire Vaughn or anything like that. Not that he had a crystal ball, but because of how phenomenal the tech, the technology is, we can kind of gauge what the ultimate fate of Bitcoin will be. And the ultimate fate of Bitcoin Based on what Hal Finney is saying, based on what I'm telling you, I am betting my life on Bitcoin, uh, that it is going to be high powered money that serves as a reserve currency for not just the banks, but anybody else that's dibbling and dabbling in the digital space in digital cash, because everybody's going to want to own their own digital cash. And how else are they going to make that appealing and stable but to have bitcoin backing it so right now when we say that our dollar's not backed by gold anymore bitcoin's not backed by gold well there's going to be lots of cryptocurrencies that are backed by bitcoin but guess who's going to be holding the bitcoin that is our community and i'm super excited about it this is kbla talk 1580 you're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. We knew you'd stick around. This is LA's home for progressive talk radio. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. All right, all right, everyone. It is time to dollar cost average. As you all know, every day live on air, I buy $6 worth of Satoshis. Satoshis are the smallest increment of a Bitcoin. There are a hundred pennies in a dollar, a hundred million Satoshis in a Bitcoin. And I do this on the Black Wall Street wallet because I want to support black businesses. So, as you know, I say a DCA a day keeps poverty away. So we are going to dollar cost average. So let's open up our Black Wall Street wallet. We are going to click on the purple circle and it has two white arrows that go back and forth. We're going to click on it and we're going to click on buy one time and $6. We're going to hit continue. And voila, we have just purchased our $6 worth of Satoshis. And that's all it takes if you want to do it manually with me every day or if you just want to set it up and forget it. It can be $6. It can be $100. It can be $1,000. But just get off zero is all I'm saying to you and dollar cost average. Now, what I do want to say is today, my $6 worth of Satoshis is far less Satoshis than I bought on Friday because the price of Bitcoin has gone up. 
So when the price of Bitcoin is low, we still want a dollar cost average, but we, we may want to take advantage of it and just maybe not do $6 when it's low, we'll do 10. But all in all, we want to make sure that we're consistently doing the same thing day in, day out, or week in, week out, or month in, month out. It doesn't matter, uh, but never invest more than you can afford to lose and never invest what you're going to need to come back and get between now and the next five years. You may not know exactly uh, what's going on, uh, what's going to happen in the future, but you want to know that you can do that. And right now, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to make way for the D.L. Hughley Show. This is Naja Roberts. Follow me on social media. This is KBLA Talk 1580. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.